Hello and welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast from Your Life Choices, the website, the e-newsletter, yourlifechoices.com.au. Kay Fallick is the publisher. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ian, I don't know if we've got uh, a fanfare there, but Queen, we run a fanfare because congratulations to Dame Kay Fallick, who received her award on the... I, where was your award on Australia Day? I didn't get The one. whole crew put in for you to become... The Queen of Australia. <laughs> well, they treat me Janelle, like... Janelle told me that you'd, you'd got a, a damehood. Well, there's nothing like Janelle, a dame. Janelle! There's she, nothing right. like a dame. There's, and and, and I, There you, ain't nothing like a dame you, and I'm not one. What happened, John? I don't know. I Where don't were know. you? Where's the Governor-General when you... Where were you when I needed Yeah, <laughs> I was doing the warm-up. Um, but, uh, Kay, congratulations to uh, for, all you've for done. Not, for not getting one... <laughs> You should have got one. You Never should have mind. got one. Next year might be my year. Yeah. And I something about you I didn't know. You only have four toes. Have a look at your foot. Come here. <laughs> look. Come here. Uh, come here. Come, turn around. Turn around. One, one, two, three, four. That's all I can see. They cut it off at birth to help me walk better. Gee. And that's, and that's a joke, everybody. They're not webbed. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Haven't I got a bit cocky in my old age at, uh, as we launch into February? John, who's running this podcast? You are. You're the boss. <laughs> you sign the checks. <laughs> okay. Talking well, talking of money, talking of checks. Yeah. Uh, he says hey, sliding goodbye. into. <laughs> um, here's a nice oh, little message. Oh, yes. We got here's a, something good. Uh, from Jeff, who's a director of a company who we can't no, mention, but we, we want to say. He Thank says, you, Jeff. Uh, a lovely thing. He sent us an email saying, uh, congratulations to the team for enduring the daily grind of producing an informative... No, it was grind. Is it a grind? No. I don't think it's a grind. No. Relevant and interesting news digest. Clever, smart and readable. Signed, John Deeks. No, uh, signed <laughs> Jeff from the company. Jeff, thank you so much. He yep. says, P.S. John Deeks should get more money. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? No, that, that's a lovely email. And if people good, want to contact us... How good is this team producing our e-news? If mm. people want to contact us, they can email newsletters at yourlifechoices. Absolutely. .com.au. We do uh, really look forward to getting any any comments. Yep. Um, and uh, Even the rude ones. Even, we, we, we sometimes get cranky comments. Do, do you sort of hide all those from me, like... No. Love, love no. the podcast. Can you well, get rid of the other bloke, whatever no, his name no. is? Look, they're all over the website. We hide nothing, but we, we the only thing you can't do as a member comment is be derogatory or swear. Or say John Deeks uh, is too old because we don't, yes. as we have proven, <laughs> that age is yeah, correct. No, that won't roll. Okay, we've got money no. to talk about today. Let's talk about money. So, John, as you will be aware as an avid fan of Your Life Choices, on Sunday, January the 5th, we sent out the uh, latest quarterly retirement affordability index. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's how much money you've yeah, got at the moment. It's how much you, in, depending on your retirement tribe, currently spend, right? And the tribe being? So there's six tribes, but let's describe them as three because the six is couple or single, Okay. So affluence are couple or single homeowners with private income, mm -hmm. constrained couples or singles who own their own home 
but yep. they're on a full or part age pension. pension yep. And cash-strapped uh, people who are renting on an age pension, mm. couple or single. So renting on an age pension, you're doing it tough. You're spending, in some cases, more than a third of your income on rent, mm. particularly in the larger cities. So a quick romp through the numbers will tell us affluent couples are now spending about 76000 a year. Affluent singles, the ballpark number is 43500 Constrained couples, the number is 44,000. And constrained singles, the number is 24,000. And cash-strapped couples, so renting pensioners, spend about their full pension of 37,000 a year. And similarly, cash-strapped singles spend about the full pension of 23000 How does the team at Your Life Choices uh, compile that? What's their uh, source? We, we work with the Australia Institute senior economist, Matt Goodenough. Matt used to work for the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So the ABS cuts this data for us on household spending yep. by retirement income every quarter. Okay. Uh, we've very proud of this work. We're, we're seriously proud because a lot of people talk about, oh, what you might need in retirement. We don't talk that way. We talk about what you're actually spending in this three-month period. And you so gather all the uh, – you aggregate the statistics so correct. there it is there yep. in black and white. Yeah. Matt cuts and slices and dices wow. the data – Per category of spending. So if people want to jump on the website and get their own copy of this, they can see how much their tribe spends on transport or communication. And it's a great benchmark for your own spending if you're wondering if you spend too much on energy. This will tell you. The important thing is, and when I talk to a lot of people involved in policy, we all agree it does our heads in when people say, oh, well, you'll need a million dollars to retire comfortably. That's so dangerous. Most people, and we had this from a previous interview with Josh, Josh Funder, yep, yep. 200 grand, right? Most people, 200 grand in super. So where's the million going to come from, Aunt Ethel? No, it's not. This is not going to happen in your life or in my life. So let's get real and let's look at what people actually have, what they are currently spending and what the household costs are. We know what the big expenses are. Let's share with people what it is typical for a homeowner to spend mm. on fuel mm. and then people can look at that and say, wow, I'm spending a lot, which might then prompt you to go, how do I spend less? Do I get a supermarket discount yeah. or yeah. something? So it's all for a reason, John, with the best intentions, as you know, to help people have a more affordable retirement. And it is all absolutely free. Free. The, te the team has done the hard work for you folks. So, look, it's it's all there. There's no hidden agendas. Um, it's just straightforward statistics and it's going to be a, a real guide to help you uh, navigate through the, uh, the latter part of your lives. Just a shout-out 
to Lady Janelle, who has made me a dame, apparently. Correctly. Uh, the Retirement Affordability Index is a, a team of people are creating it, but Janelle is leading the charge. It's This issue is 24 pages. That's why she looks so tired. <laughs> it <laughs> is it is a superb wow. piece of work. My gosh. It is phenomenal. It's oh. full of... But you know of, what I find? It's easy to read. It's accessible. And something really cool in this particular edition, wow. the fabulous Noel Whitaker has taken three different tribes... Yeah case studies of real people and he's helping them have a more affordable retirement. If you think we're proud of this, you're right. We're very proud. A Balancing Act Retirement Affordability Index. It's issue number 12 and it's available on the Your Life Choices website. Yep. Go there, yourlifechoices.com. It's on the homepage. Okay, excellent. Perfect. Now, are we going to be talking about um, something? Botox. Botox coming up next with Amanda Taylor. Can't wait. Hello there. I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well-priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. Let's talk health on Mind Your Own Retirement and we have a clinical nurse specialist, Amanda Taylor, Division One nurse who graduated uh, way back in the 80s. Uh, well, isn't that terrible? Isn't that, isn't that, is that being ageist? Yes, it is. All right. She's just... Uh, she, she's a child. She's absolutely... Well, see, that, that's being... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, she knows a lot about regenerative Experience power of, child. Uh, of Botox. And can I just say, you are a living example of, ha- of the effects of Botox and... Uh, Kay, you look sensational. Oh, lordy, lordy. Now, the reason that Amanda is joining us... Hello, Amanda. Hello, Kay. Amanda, you should see the looks I'm getting from (laughs) Dame Kay Fallick. Daggers daggers shooting here. The reason that Amanda is joining us today, John, is that I'm aware Botox gets a lot of bad press and we thought it would be Fabulous to balance the debate. Well, because all I think of Botox is is those ladies with the lips that you know, yeah. and, and and they the just p- personally have a smile. Yes, on their yeah. faces. But uh, yeah. Amanda will tell us different. Well, Amanda is a clinical nurse specialist, and Amanda works in a medical clinic where they help a lot of people. And it, it would be great to know to get a, a, a first question. What are the benefits of Botox for older Australians? Well, Botox is a misunderstood drug and uh, unfortunately it gets a bad rap because it's often been injected badly. But if you do it well, you really can't pick that you've had anything done. You just look soft, open, natural and relaxed. It doesn't give you bigger lips. It is a drug that acts on muscle alone. And it has a lot of therapeutic uses as well, uh, as in incontinence and um, stroke victims now are given Botox through Medicare, migraine sufferers. Wow. So unfortunately it gets a bad rap because it's been 
injected incorrectly and freezes faces. But our aim is soft, open, natural, relaxed and elegant. Gosh, there's just so many questions here, Amanda. First up, how do you know if you're going to the right person uh, who's going to be injecting into your face or other parts? Well, Botox is a drug and it has to be prescribed by a doctor or a medical practitioner. It cannot be given um, except by nurse practitioners um, unless you've seen a doctor. So I just advise everyone that they should go somewhere that is a medical setting and a medical clinic where they're given a full medical before they embark and a full um, medical history about everything that they've ever had done or any medication that they're on. And that keeps them safe. And in the rare event that anything went wrong, they're in a medical setting that can handle it. Amanda, is there a registry where people can find properly qualified practitioners? No, unfortunately there isn't. Um, if you are in a medical setting, you are safe, but, it's, but there are now, of course, non-medical settings that are delivering it. Um, but I just personally believe that you should be in a medical clinic conducted by a doctor before you embark on any treatment. Yeah, of course. There are, there, again, there are so many questions. So, Amanda, um, apart from cosmetic, again, can you run us through some of the other benefits of Botox? Well, Botox has been used therapeutically for quite a few decades now. It originally started to treat muscle spasm of the eye. Side effect was it got rid of wrinkles around the eye and that's how it became an aesthetic or a cosmetic uh, drug. Okay. And it's still used to treat stigmatisms of the eye, as it is for incontinence. Um, it's certainly used now in stroke. Can I, can I ask, how on earth does it help incontinence? Not, you know, because this is personal to me. <laughs> well, it's mainly in women, but it, um, it relaxes the muscles that will often spasm and create incontinence in women. So it needs to be delivered by a urologist. Um, and it's been life-changing for a lot of people. Is that well known? No, it's not well known, unfortunately. It's one of those things that people can luck upon, but it is very commonly used by urologists to help treat incontinence. Mm. And so for, uh, for older Australians and even younger Australians, because it's not just an age-related issue, Botox is a very useful drug. And what about Bell's palsy? Well, you treat the side that had not had the palsy. So often when people have a Bell's palsy, it can affect their facial nerve and freeze a face. So that side of the face will not age and the other side of an age at a fast rate. So you can actually treat the non-effective side to keep the face synergistic, so to speak. Wow. I know that you spent many years pioneering a dermatology-based approach to facial rejuvenation. Um, and just reading off your bio here, I just didn't think of that off the top of my scone. But um, as we get older, what things can we do to, to assist our skins? My mum was always into oil of Ulan and uh, she would always... Olé. Yeah, olé. <laughs> And uh, she was always very, very conscious of, of that, uh, being English. As, did it as, work? Uh, it did, yeah. She looked fantastic. Uh, what things should we be doing to our, for our skin as we do uh, get older, Amanda? Well, the most important thing is sunblock every single day of the year, regardless of the weather. Um, UV rays destroy a lot of things in our skin, especially collagen and elastin. So daily sunblock use, even if you are inside, people say that I never go outside, should still be part of the daily care we take for our skin. Uh, gentle cleansing at night and as we age, vitamin A's, and there are many forms of vitamin A around and speaking to someone about vitamin A is always helpful, but vitamin A is essential, especially for those of us that are of fairer skin because we age faster, because we have less natural protection. So therefore, wrinkling and spots 
and even skin cancers tend to be more rapid in our skin. So using a good vitamin A at night, dental cleansers are very underrated. You don't need to spend a lot of money to have a good skincare regime. I think that's the other myth that would be nice to disperse for people, that you can keep it pretty affordable, which I think is important. And vitamin B3 or niacinamide has been shown to have great effects on skin, especially sun-damaged skin. So it's never too late to start, I tell people. I can't tell you how happy that makes me to hear that. It's not too late, John. So when we finish here, when we finish here, we're off to the supermarket to not spend a lot of money. No, I was going to go to the Ponds Institute, but I could never find it. I don't know where it is. I don't think it really exists. You can see, Amanda, that John has taken this on board. And I look, I'm very much like again because my mum, my mum was very much into it. And uh, I know I'm interested in the uh, continents part of it, and I think we have to do an article on this. Because I think a lot of people would find the fact there's some hope um, really uplifting. So we'll come back on that point, Amanda, if you're happy to talk to us at another time. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we'll we'll put um, some of those great tips and uh, contacts on the Your Life Choices website. Amanda, thank you so much indeed for giving up your time. Clinical nurse specialist, uh, Amanda Taylor. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Mind Your Own Retirement, the podcast of Your Life Choices. We have the publisher of uh, Your Life Choices website. And folks, really, you should get your friends onto it if you think uh, they would uh, find of assistance because there's just such an amount of information there, Kate. It's useful, John. Absolutely well, useful. Well, we try to make it useful we've, and fun. We've t- that's like this podcast. Yes. Money, we've talked health with Amanda Taylor and let's go travelling. We have, uh, have a gentleman who's just recently returned from Vanuatu. Now, you know that dreadful incident mm. that happened just recently in New Zealand with the uh, with that White, volcano. White Island volcano. White, White Island. White Island, that's yeah. correct. Um, well, a, a friend of ours, Ian Mack, has uh, just returned from Vanuatu where he went to a volcano in that country. Now, why? Why <laughs> would you do that? Let's ask the man himself. Ian, welcome. Thank you very much, John. Um, why? Well, uh, to put it in perspective, we'd already booked the holiday a number of months ago and that was one of the things that actually attracted me to go to Vanuatu in the first place because I'd always wanted to see a volcano up close. I'd seen a volcano sort of from around the edges in the bubbling pools and the bits and pieces like that in Japan. But to get, as they told me I could, to the edge and peer over. So we'd booked the holiday and we'd booked that as part of the holiday. And I'm a bit of a fatalist and I saw what happened in New Zealand, but I thought, well, you know... Did your good lady wife think, uh, Ian... She was a little more nervous than I was, but uh, at the same time... You know, I think she's a similar similar thinking. It, 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 this this volcano is bubbling away there every day. And Do you know what he said to me? Okay, I, I he said to me. I, I said, can't why? Begin to think. Why are you going? He said, that's okay. This one's got a lid on it. <laughs> this <laughs> one but has a it, lid on. But it didn't have a lid it, on. Well, you could see. Uh, you've. I, I, sh- I shot a little bit of home video for this, and you've both seen that. And um, which it, is on the website. Excellent. It's on the website, as I'm told. Um, but no, it didn't have a lid on it. Um, no, but he you lied. know, 
this was probably one in a number of things within our trip that was off the norm as far as OHS is concerned. Um, not that, you know... Not was, that was there more uh, um, reticence of uh, the, the, the travelling public about wanting to go up to have a look inside the volcano? Everybody that was on the trip, you know, you had to book in the whole bit. So yeah. we were all, we'd all lined up and we all drove across the island because we are all staying pretty much on the other side of the island and it takes about an hour and a half on rough roads together. So you're roughing it, but generally your holiday in Vanuatu has got that tone about it. You're, you're roughing it to a certain degree. Unless you stay on the resort, there are people obviously go to a resort, they fly into Vila, they go to their resort, they sit on the beach, they have their cocktail, they go to dinner, they might do a local trip to a market. But I, I, Sounds like us, doesn't it, Kay? Uh, well, I could see why I would be going to the resort, but pardon me. <laughs> no, no. But no with the, the, on the video, which is on, on the website, yeah. you can actually see it bubbling away. and there's yes. You can see it bubbling away. I was, To be honest with you, I was a bit disappointed at the bubbling away uh, view we got. but Because? Because I was expecting, you know, the, 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 the cauldron view. Right. And what we got was... Uh, we got we got the, we got the explosions because as you're walking up the volcano, you can hear this this dragon. And and if if you know in mythology, if if, if the sound of a dragon came from anywhere, it came from a volcano. It, wow. it sounds amazing. So you can hear this thing breathing literally, yeah. and it's rhythmical. So it may wow. not be every thirty seconds like you see the the, the geysers, but it's rhythmical. Do so the, it's do alive. The so- do the sound. I can, I, I, I'll. <sighs> Yeah, it, you, yeah, that's good. That's that's uh, no, but it's it, it's got a crack in it. It's all that sort of stuff. So by the time you get to the top, and you're able to peer over, and then you see what this is actually. You now you can see the the, the sparks going up. Uh, it's it, it was pretty extraordinary. And it, the interesting thing was that we got there at around about five o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and we waited till the sun went down, and they dragged us off. Like because pit- it was so interesting. Yeah, just again, the nighttime shots that are on the website. A couple of shots. Well, I went down early and then went back up again because I didn't realise they were going to let us stay until after dark. Mm. So I sort of got to the edge of it. And so the shot you'll see on my video is the, the one and only shot I got of a silhouette. But what I'm saying is that in a, in a way you stand transfixed at this thing that, that just... It's you know, it, it's and, and living it, and breathing. Yeah, it's living and breathing, and mm. it's and, and, and in some respects, there's a connection there too. Yeah, that sure. Makes sense. Absolutely. Um, it's where we come from. And then the other thing is the scale is amazing. Um, if you get to see the video, you see the lava fly up in the air, and it takes a long time to go up and come down because the scale that you're actually witnessing is quite grand. Is the smell very strong sulfur? There was no smell. Really? There was. I've been to I've been to uh, volcanoes in Japan. And the smell is overpowering, actually, in many mm. cases. And, and that's where the, the, the onsen and the hot springs and they're all surrounded by that and the water smells that way. There was no smell. And I went to a, a, a steam vent mm. to, to try and prove to myself that, that you know, that it, yes, there was no smell. Wow. So, yeah, it was amazing. So all jokes aside, it sounds like the trip that you and your lovely lady wife did to Vanuatu was real travel and I think you're telling us that yeah. you were trying to get to understand what how Vanuatu ticks. Is that fair? Yes, and that, and that's that's a very easy thing to do in Vanuatu. Wow. Because of the fact that when you arrive there's no air there's very few airs and graces in Vanuatu. Uh, they run on island time. They don't nice. they don't mind that they're running on island time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't join in, 
um, you're going to get a bit frustrated, mm. but you tend to join him. You know, I, I came from working with you guys two days or three days before we went away. And Regimented. and Everything's going mm. and it's going fast and all of a sudden it's somebody standing next to you saying, well, you know, the flight may not go when you think mm. and, uh, and everyone else around you is quite good with that. Manana. Yeah, it, That's how we should run the podcast in future. We should <laughs> We're just not. stand around and see what happens. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> oh, whoops. this is an in joke, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back, safe and sound. Thank you. Where, where, what's the next travel for Ian Mack? Uh, I'm going to Japan in April. We should explain your lovely wife is My Japanese. My wife's from, J- from Hokkaido. I would love to know more. About Japan. It would be great to have Ian yeah. talk more about Japan. Well, maybe From I'll, Japan. I'll, I'll, maybe, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, Japan. Japan's one of our destinations. So we go, we're, um, my daughter lives in Tokyo, so we're going to see her. That's wow. It. So, yeah, that's, that's later in the year. Have you been to Japan? I have. I have been there twice and I adore it. Never been. I intend to go this year. It's so intensely different and it's still, pardon me for a, a major nation, but it's still in a way... Uh, Culturally enclosed, mm, culturally of course, pure, yeah, I understand. which has to be a large part of the charm. It's safe, it's beautiful, there's nothing not to like about Japan. Ian, we'll have you back. We'll talk about Japan, huh? Thank you very much. Um, Kay, we were just about towards the end of uh, this particular Mind Your Own Retirement uh, podcast. Have you a nugget to. What are you, what are you, what are you writing for me? <laughs> nugget. Yes, let's do a nugget. Uh, it would be about your uh, fantastic award at the Australia Day Awards. It could be, but it's not. The fact you have not. only four toes. <laughs> the four-toed dame. Hey, what did you think of that movie, by the way? The Guy Ritchie movie, gentlemen. I'll tell you later. Oh, all right. But right now I want to talk about volcanoes. Oh. Because Ian was silly enough to go and visit a volcano. Well, there you are. <laughs> so soon after the tragic event on White Island. So I had a look at whether eruptions are becoming more common because it feels like they are. And my source is a volcanologist, which is You've a got guy. You've so many friends. A guy who, well, he's not my friend. I found him online. Oh, okay. Clive Oppenheimer, Hi, professor, Clive. professor of volcanology at the University of Cambridge. Yep. Briefly, John, he tells us that uh, eruptions are not more common. They're more reported. They're making the news headlines. And he's said this reporting bias can be evidenced by World War II when, quote, people had other things to worry about, they weren't really reporting the eruptions. So can we predict which volcano will blow next? The short answer is no. And people tend to focus on volcanoes that have recently erupted. They take the eye off the one that's been dormant for X number of years. I think what the professor is telling us is his science is a science, but they actually don't like, know. Like earthquakes. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, but certainly our thoughts and um, you know, love goes out oh. to those who, uh, who were affected by the uh, White Island uh, exactly. eruption. Exactly. That was just a dreadful happening and must have been the worst Christmas ever for those people. So very sad. Your Life Choices is a great website. Please go to it, yourlifechoices.com.au. Such a wonderful wealth of information. And we'll be back with uh, your next episode of Mind Your Own Retirement shortly. Thank you, Kay. Have a great couple of days and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you, John. Kay Fallick, the publisher of Your Life Choices, and me, John Deeks. We'll see you next time for Mind Your Own Retirement. 